So Valerie, are you single? I should have switched to my glass of wine instead of tea. Yes, I am single and I'm super happy. I'm super happy being single. I am dating, but I'm also single. (laughs) That makes sense. (laughs) Have you dated throughout COVID? Yeah. So that's been interesting. So I think even before COVID, it was hard to meet people, I think, because everyone gets super busy. And so I think in my daily routine too, I was working remotely, then I was teaching at yoga studio. So there was really no interaction with the opposite sex really, because I, I mean, yoga studio is mostly moms and stuff. So yeah, I think it's a great way to connect with people. And then from there, it's just kind of as you take it and what that is. But I think when COVID happened, it got <laughs> that much harder. A, because I mean, no one wants to take you out because they're like, oh, like, want to play video games in my like garage and I'm like no <laughs> like um <laughs> I'm not joking like these are these are all like the things I've seen on some profile I'm not judging I am judging a little bit because I'm sure some girls have some interesting things on their profiles too but yeah sometimes I'm just like oh, no but it, it made it a lot harder I will say because a you know everyone has to be super cautious and then you like get to the day and everyone like has the mask on, <laughs> like the big reveal, like what do you actually look like? Because I've dated some catfishes that are like, they have like some pictures on their profile. I'm like, mm, this was six years old or mm, like, like height's not everything by any means, but don't put like six, two on your profile. And then I show up and then you're five eleven in cowboy boots. And I'm like, it, <laughs> it's <laughs> It's like, it just sets the bad tone. It's like, so you're dishonest or like lie about your age. I'm starting to pull in negatives. I met some great people on the apps. I really have. Back to COVID dating. I think I, I think all of us stopped for a while. And then they introduced like video dating, which was kind of weird. Just like weird to like Skype someone who you've never even met before. Cause like when you go out to a restaurant or wherever, like there's like, you know, interruptions, like the waiter brings you your food or like go to the bathroom. But like, as far as like just sitting, staring at a screen, someone you don't know, trying to like judge everything. I think I had one of those. It was it was awkward. And then I never heard from him again. So yeah, no, that's cool. It just happens. Uh, but yeah, to answer your question, I, I've been, in, I've had a lot of, I guess, dating experience throughout the, throughout the years. Are there times where they're attractive when they have mask face and then when they remove mask face, <laughs> you're mm-hmm. astonished by how mm-hmm. different they look? Astonished is a strong word. No. And it's kind of hard to tell, like, just with the eyes, like what they look like. And then now it's like now on their, on, on their profile says if they're vaxxed or you can put if you're vaxxed or not. So it's like vaxxed, you're not. But I haven't really come across that. Usually they're they like, I can tell what they look like from the pictures, but sometimes I'm just like, okay. Yeah. But you know, guys just don't always, some guys just don't take good pictures. That's just like a thing, you know, or they don't take any pictures at all with themselves. And that's why their profiles are so not bad outdated or just like you know not not really filled out I think that's one of the things I look for and kind of get into that later and everyone's different it's like if you didn't put effort into your profile like you didn't put anything in your bio or you didn't fill the prompts it's like you're just showing you're not really like taking this like seriously and like everyone has different like reasons for being on there but you really you get a little bit of everything It's, it's quite interesting quite interesting Got plenty of those guys in cowboy boots, huh? Dating in Houston. <sighs> See, I think you've heard me complain a strong word. I think I'm just like, I guess, atypical as far as like the typical like Texas girl. Like, I mean, I do, I went to AM, I have cowgirl boots, I love two stepping and stuff, but I feel like a lot of the guys on there are similar. And this is not just me. I've given my app to my my phone to my like married friends and like it's like this, they're all the same guy. Like because they have very similar answers to their prompts. Like 
I'm overly competitive about everything. When I order the tables, like, you know, margaritas and queso and stuff like that. So they think they, they follow similar trends or my, my favorite quote unquote favorite. I'll introduce you to my family. It's like, my dog likes you, which to me, it's like, I'm trying to get like, you know, date you, not your dog, not really like into the whole bestiality thing, but some guys are very, very attached to their dog, which is like fine. But I think they're looking for more of a dog mom than a partner. And so guys will say that like, I'm looking for a dog mom. I'm a cat person. And like, so that doesn't always like go well together. Some guys under understanding, but there's a lot, yeah, a lot of what I just described is pretty much the typical guy you'll see in Houston on the apps. Yeah. So do you just swipe left on the ones that say I'm looking for a dog mom? Yep. Automatic, automatic dog mom, anything about like, you know, you have to, you have to get my dog's approval in order for me to like go on a date with you. Like, or like there's some, we just had a, you and I just had a conversation about vegans. They're like, oh, vegans are weird. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not vegan anymore, but that's kind of a harsh judgment, you know? So if it just like rubs me the wrong way, but I think I've just gotten to a point where like, I'm like, I'm really I have a lot going on. Like I'm, I'm having my full-time job and I am starting my own business. So like, I don't want to, I don't need a free meal ticket. Like I'm a great chef. I, you know, I don't need anyone to pay for me anything, but I want like that companionship and that partnership. But yeah, so I basically, I don't have like time to waste with people who I don't see any potential with. And I'm not looking to fill a dog mom boy. It's not, that's not one of the jobs I want. Also swipe left on anyone that's holding a fish that they just Oh, caught. dear God. They get one, one, I used, to, I used to allow zero, one fish picture, like, because <laughs> they're so proud of it. But if it's like, if it's like also the law, there's like a hunters, which is fine. Like my family hunts, like that doesn't like bother me, but like all your pictures are bloody animals. Like that's not like attractive to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Face like, like those like, well, are the pictures you choose to use for your dating profile. Like out I'll of all the pictures, date you. That's what you here's choose. Like, here's me holding deer antlers. And you can see the blood like drawing out. Like one, no. And then like some, if they have like multiple fishing hunting pictures and dog pics, no. And that's nothing wrong with them. That's fine. I'm sure there are those girls out there, but like that's no, that's not what I'm attracted to. Um, and then. A lot of them, what else was I going to say? Yeah, they're overly competitive about everything. That's what they always say, which is fine. You know, that's that's good. But yeah, the fish pick, the hunt pick, the all the things like, oh yeah, like, or like you should, one of them is like, I want someone who's going to watch sports with me. Again, it's like, you're looking for like a partner or like yourself. It's like a lot of guys, they'll, they like, which is like, I understand they want someone similar to them, but they're asking for a lot of um, traits, I think that are similar in themselves versus that they want like a partner and to compliment them. So I don't know, but like, every, I mean, everyone's different. So someone, you may talk to someone else tomorrow and have a di completely different perspective than I do, but they're very similar. <laughs> All of them are very I mean, similar. are you writing requirements? Like you have to like my cat and do yoga with me. <laughs> See, no, I, my cat's not even on that profile because everyone thinks, so here's the double standard. I think that you're a crazy cat lady if you're single and, you know, approaching your thirties or whatever, but even a dog, it's like, Fine. So my cat's not even on there, but no, I mean, I said that like I put, put it on there that I, I am a yoga teacher, and I think a lot of people I get a lot of good responses from that. Some not appropriate <laughs> respond to those. Like really, it's like come on, like this is my sport. But anyway, but no, I I mean I would never like require someone to do yoga with me if they want to. That's awesome. I think I want someone who's open to trying different forms of fitness and that like takes care of themselves. So I have that on there. Like I like like. Like I want someone who like prioritizes health like I do. Like in that way, I want, I think people do want some people who like that share similar values. So 
not saying you have to do yoga, but yeah, like move your body around, throw a ball, do something, something through life, you know, not just, not just play video games all day. <laughs> just what some people do. Or you want to come over, play video games and pet my cat. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> no. What are some, some weird responses you've gotten about them seeing that you're a yoga instructor? Just making like sexual, like, like, Oh, like, well, I'm not even going to say that one. That's not appropriate, but, but some other ones I would say are more like, Oh, like you need to teach me how to do yoga. I get that a lot or like, Oh, I'm so inflexible. So some are I mean, like a lot of the guys are pretty cool. And like, they're trying to like, I guess, like ask more about it. But like, if they're making like a dirty joke out of like a yoga pose, it's like, are you trying, who are you trying to impress? You know, it's, it's, the, it's the very first impression that I get. And so I'll usually just, you know, swipe left or whatever it is. <laughs> Not on Tinder. I, I tried that up for like two weeks and I hated it. It was, it was, I mean, my one friend met her husband on Tinder and they're both like great people, but it's kind of finding a needle in a haystack. So I choose not to go down that route. Yikes. Yeah, definitely don't want to spread yourself too thin and go on multiple dates. Have you gone on multiple dates in one day? I went, that was actually fun. That was exhilarating. I two dates in one day. So, which I guess that's, that's a lot for me. Cause I'm like, Oh, like once a week, but actually like, I mean, I do, I would say I do get asked out a fair amount, but I'm very careful about who I say yes to now. I think I've learned to filter a lot of people out, but yeah, I had a lunch date with one guy. It did not go well. And that's also the thing is like, I'm always like apprehensive about, about getting dinner on a first date. Cause like, Hey, it's like, if it doesn't like, if you're not clicking, you're kind of stuck there for like two hours, you know? And I remember we got like, he's going to like a nice place. which made me feel like a little uncomfortable. It's like, it's just a first date. We could just grab coffee or be fine. But yeah, but it was like a nice restaurant and like, that was the thing. I just wanted to leave. And like, it just wasn't like clicking. And then he's like, the server like, Oh, you want another course? So he ended up having like four courses between like the salad and the entree and like the cappuccino and the dessert. I'm like, dear God, like I just want, but, and, and then yeah, I probably should have excused myself early or something. But then that, that night I got a drink with a guy and it turned out uh, that was a really fun date. So my one friend, actually, she's like one of the dating experts that I know. And she went She's like, yeah, for like a month or two, I didn't grocery shop at all. I just would go on a lunch date and a dinner date every single day. That to me sounds exhausting. I'm like, don't you like work? But she, no, 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 I have a, have a lunch break. So she, she swung that. And I think that that's all you had to do. You could, you could go on multiple dates a day, but I found it like kind of exhilarating, but like exhausting. I don't really like talking to multiple people at the same time. That's also why I go through periods, like after like a breakup or whatever, I just like, I will delete the apps just because I need a break. Cause it, and I'm talking to some guys about it too. It does get exhausting when you're constantly like having multiple conversations with different people. And then, you, you know, you just kind of lose track and like, just nothing's like really, your heart's not really in it. I think that's what you kind of have to ask yourself. Like if it feels more like a chore, like, oh, I have to like get on and respond to these people versus like, oh, I'm excited to like respond back to him or her, like whatever, like people, I think it's okay for people, guys and girls to just take a break whenever, whenever they need it. Yeah, I guess, how do you deal with, I guess, that initial excitement of starting a relationship or meeting someone for the first time and then being ultimately disappointed at the end? <laughs> That's been a lot of trial and error. And I've come a long way with that because like, first of like, oh my gosh, we have this, this, this in common, like, boom, married, done, off the app. No, like a first date, people, people do put on their best show and, you know, everyone does it. Everyone's show their best qualities. And then I don't think you really get to know a person until, I don't know, I mean, maybe you can tell me better than me because you've been married for so long, say it over a year. But I think just leading up to the first date now, my approach is like, it's like, it's literally just a first date. Like before I was like, you know, I'm super, I mean, I still get excited, but I, 
I don't really get nervous anymore just because I've had a lot of practice, I guess. I used to like, give myself a little pep talk, like listen to Lizzo, like get myself all pumped up and stuff. Like, wow, you're like a bad bitch, which I am. But like, you know, um, I think it's, it's exciting. I think it's, I think in every stage of the relationship, the talking and then one of the guys I dated for a couple of months, we were just always excited to see each other. We like never fought. And then like in the end, he wasn't like ready to commit to a relationship. And so, but he was like upfront, he told me and that, you know, it, it definitely stung, but I think both cases guys and girls will ghost now. And that's like, that's like, I mean, that's just, that's just the nature of dating in 2020 whatever it is. Yeah. People won't tell you if they don't want to end it. So because I've been ghosted so many times, I literally just don't have any expectations. Like just knowing that I'm going to go on, or I had a great date tonight, but that doesn't mean anything. Like (laughs) that sounds kind of sad, but I just, too many times it's happened where like guys have like promised me things or like said certain things. And then like, I never hear from them again. So after you go through so many of those, it, it is, yeah, it's tough. And I'm like talking to you and like, my other best friend has been in a long-term relationship. She's like, I can't imagine going through all that like roller coaster of emotions and just like, yeah, it, it is tough. And then it's like, you, then you got to start over. But I think just like, yeah, having been through that experience, you really just go in with no expectations and disappointment comes from having expectations. So now it's like, I just went on a really good date recently. And like, you know, I'm like, well, I hope I get to see him again. But if not, at least it was a good date. And I was kind of coming out of a I don't know what you call it, ending of a situationship because I feel like breakup indicates there was a relationship. And most, a lot of guys don't want a relationship these days. I would say the majority do not, at least in my experience. So just go in really open-minded. And then I just really look forward to knowing a person. And even if it's not like a match, like I always like enjoy talking to new people and like learning their stories, getting a new podcast tip. Like there's always something to be learned. I feel like. That's a good outlook on it. Definitely. And not really just being solely focused on this is it this is a relationship this has to work and more so just well maybe a friendship will come out of this or maybe they'll give me a new restaurant recommendation or a new book to read I mean honestly like what can you expect sometimes yeah I was talking to one guy on the app he's like what's your favorite restaurants in Houston like blah 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 and he's gave me two Thai restaurants so I'm like okay those are my on my list but yeah being really open-minded because ghosting is so so common yeah I think I like I went on one date with a, a guy who I thought was great and I'm also like I like foreigners like Europeans a lot I think there's because of my travels I think also because what I was saying earlier I'm not like attracted to the typical like oh yeah hunting fishing beer <laughs> margarita queso because I, I can't eat so it's like no I don't really want to grab queso with you sir but what was I saying have you ghosted like, okay, I think, okay, so how do we define ghosting? Because is it like we meet in person? Because if you're talking on the app, I don't think that's ghosting. And then you just like lose interest. I don't think because mm-hmm. there's so many conversations ongoing. But if you like are talking and then you meet in person and then you never hear from them again, that it's like that's ghosting. I, th- I think I've only done it once, which honestly, I'm pretty, I felt really bad about doing. But now it's like, if it's not, if I don't feel it, and sometimes the guy will be in it, but I'm not, I'll like put it into it. Like say like, hey, like I really enjoy getting to know you. Like I just don't feel that romantic connection I'm looking for, something like that. And then they're like usually pretty understanding. One guy asked for feedback. I'm like, oh, I didn't know this was like there's something, but I guess it is. But I'm like, no, like it just wasn't, it wasn't you. It was just, I just like, I think I know intuitively like what I like and if, if there's a connection there. So to answer your question only once, but I've been ghosted many, many, many times more than I care to remember or count or share. I mean, that's considerate of you to at least most of the times give them some type of resolution, like, hey, I wasn't feeling it. Goodbye forever. 
And it's not yeah. like just this like waiting game. I would just hate that. Like just waiting. Like, do you like me? Do you not like me? Like either way, know her feelings. Just tell me. <laughs> it's like, I, I've been like, so many times like hoping to hear from someone and like someone, one guy over around Halloween or whatever, I was talking to him. We talked for like three and a half weeks, which is almost a month. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, we were texting too. Cause I'll think a lot of guys will want to get you off the app, which I spare because there's so much, like you got to go through the app and then you're, you have to go through all the competition. So that's like also a strategy people use on both ends too. I've done too. I want the guys number. I'll ask for it, but we talked for almost a month and then I'm like, okay, like I don't need another pen pal. Like, what are we doing here? So I'm like, Hey, well, you want to meet up? He's like, yeah, like I was going to ask you the same thing. And then we planned a date. And then two days beforehand, he goes to me and I'm like, okay, like what was, like, what was the purpose of, of this past month? If like, you didn't want to like meet me even. So yeah, I think it's just, I think it's more considerate and most people don't do that. As my mom, very strong woman said, she's like, well, ghosting's not new. It's been around forever. A guy will go out to you and never call you again. And she's like, they're too much of a weenie to, to tell you how they really feel. <laughs> That's so frustrating to me because I feel like wouldn't they feel better too knowing that okay I've ended this like relationship or that any future possibility of this going forward and then now I can focus on other girls I mean I just think it makes more sense not to go and just like tell someone straight up like hey this is not gonna work maybe we can <laughs> but, ask your husband about how guys brains work because I don't I don't think I'll ever understand but that's logical yeah, to me but I mean yeah I'm been with my husband for 13 years now so it's like I have no idea about the current dating norms or practices but it just sounds very silly to me and very vapid like people can just disappear off the planet and it's like I thought we had a connection like at least tell me if I was the only one feeling it or something you know I just feel bad for all my girlfriends out there that are doing this dating life. <laughs> it's a struggle. It's a part-time job. That's why I said I just go through cycles. I'm like, I'm just, I'm tired of being ghosted. Like it's, it's, it's tough when you, and I'm talking to my other girlfriend and she's single too, when you like put your heart in the line and then you, you know, you feel rejected and stuff. And that's just part of the game. But I know relationships aren't easy either. And marriage for sure is not easy, but like, someone's like super independent. I like, I like my alone time. And one guy was like texting me, like, I, I couldn't go, like he would respond back within like 30 seconds. And I'm like, let's like calm down. And then he like texted me all day. He said, do you not like look at your phone? I'm like, do you not work? Like, I mean, right. you know, I, I'm not a huge texter, really. Like, I prefer, like, like you to connect with people in person or on the phone. And so, but everyone's so different. But yeah, it, it is, yeah, it is disheartening when like, you think you have a connection with someone. And maybe, you know, it's too, maybe you, you feel it, but they don't. And I mean, at the end of the day, you don't, I don't want to be with anyone who doesn't want to be with me. But like to date someone for like multiple months and then like just, I mean, I could feel it. I could feel it like, like breadcrumbing. Like that's where they kind of like fade into ghosting, but like, and then just like stop talking to you or stop responding to you. That to me, that's like, it's like, it's like a shitty thing to do. Like, just, just, you know, tell me we dated for like over, you know, X amount of months. Like, just, just tell me it's not, it's fine. But like, just let me know. Cause that, that like, yeah, that wondering, you're like, what's like, what happened? What did I do? It's, it's tough. Yeah, I think it's just better to save everybody's time and energy if you're just upfront. So guys and girls out there, if you're a ghoster, just just say what you mean. Like don't egg a girl on or a guy on for months and pretend like you're interested and then just disappear. Like at least don't be interested since the beginning if you already knew you didn't like the person. And then to that one guy that you were honest about when you when you ended it with him and he actually asked for feedback. Like what? Yeah. 
who like where did he come from like can everyone be more like that and at least be honest or or yes ask maybe ask for feedback and how you could improve or just be honest and open communicate with people like why is it so hard to do that I know people will like bash on social media, but they can't even tell someone who they've met in person and like that, like they're just not that they hopefully cared about at one point. But yeah, so I was like, honestly, that guy, other guys I've like, you know, told like, you know, no, thank you. They've been like understanding. But yeah, it's it's really just put a definitive into it. It's, it's a lot easier that way. Yes, I hope everyone can start moving toward that. Do better, guys. Do better. Do better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, okay. I'm sure girls, yeah, girls are, like that too, but I don't know. I feel like it's more common for guys to do it. I don't know. I haven't done a survey, so I, I would have to do some research on that. But yes, guys and girls, whoever yeah. you are, you know it. You know, you know it. You know you are. Stop ghosting. <laughs> Be a man or woman and just tell them how you really feel. Like, just it's fine. Orgain offers relentlessly high quality and clean nutrition to help you live your best life. I personally have been using Orgain's plant-based protein powders and shakes for many years. Their protein bars always serve as companions in my hiking backpack. They also have other cool products like oat milk protein powder and a plant-based pancake and waffle mix. Use the link in the show notes or my special code NOURISHED30, that's N-O-U-R-I-S-H-E-D-30, for a 30% discount on every order you make at Orgain.com. So since I'm not aware, because I'm not in the dating scene for over a decade, <laughs> what is this syndrome that you alluded to earlier? The shiny object syndrome. And it's, it's, a, it's a sneaky little devil because there are so many, A, beautiful girls in Houston or on any city and um, really like a potentially attractive bachelors. And so it's like, well, I have this one kind of like the, as like, not the Goldilocks, but you know. Price is right. I don't know. You have this one object, or not. That's a bad. That's a really bad term to describe a woman. But be careful. Be careful. Person. Yeah, um, <laughs> person, and it's like, okay, well, this is good. But then, meanwhile, you're talking to. You have access to hundreds of other people on this app. So it's like, oh, maybe I think the last guy. He was like, oh yeah, I want to marry you. Like, what's your ring size? Here are some houses I want to buy for us on like the third or second date. I'm like, calm down, cowboy, right? And then he goes to me like a month later. And it's just like, once again, yeah, I think guys get, everyone can get really excited in the beginning, but once they, that fades and it's like, yes, I'm a person with like flaws and like, I, you may idealize someone when you see them on the app until you like really get to know them. You don't know them. And I think some, in this case, it's got like, kind of like fell in love with the, the idea of me, but then it's like, you know, when they see, oh, well, I don't like the way she chews gum. I don't know I don't <laughs> that much, but like, you know, once they like start to see the flaws, like they just hop on back on the app and find something they think is better. And what they don't realize is that that person's going to have their own faults too. And we're not, I mean, we're not, I'm not looking for anyone to complete me. I'm not like half of a person. We're too independent. Hopefully I'm independent. They are maybe, maybe not two different people coming together. We're going to have differences. And so like, I think guys and girls, or I don't know, maybe guys just don't realize that the shiny object, the next fancy thing that, that they see isn't necessarily going to be better because they're just going to run into the same problem. But there's, yeah, so there's the shiny object syndrome. There's breadcrumbing, which is kind of like, okay, like you're like on the way to ghosting. You're just kind of responding like less frequently and shorter and shorter attacks. That's when I can feel it. I'm like, okay, I've seen this. I've heard this song before. I didn't like the ending. You know what I mean? But like, shout out exile. But, and then orbiters is like, <laughs> they like ghost you, but then they like come back and they're like, oh my God. Not talk to you. 
or like orbiters. Social media. Right. Yeah. All these also, terminology. It's a whole new language, Roxy. Uh, it's like I write a dictionary about it. What They're are what are some other celestial terms other than orbiting? <laughs> I think like, those are the ones I use mostly. Orbiting, ghosting, gaslighting. That's gaslighting. a fun one. Mm-hmm. Where like you're like I've been that before, and I was like I was dating this guy, and I was like I'm like okay, like you know. Not to have the whole what are we talk, but we were kind of getting like serious. So I'm like, you know, like I'm like, you know, are you interested in seeing anyone else? Like, what's like, what like, what is this? And he's like, what do you think? I'm like, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, like that's like making someone else feel like crazy or stupid for yeah. like something that's not gaslight, undermining catfishes when they say that they're not who they say they are on the app. Um, I wonder if the guy that goes to you after a month of texting and then when they f- you finally made plans to hang out and then he canceled last minute, I wonder if that person was a catfish. I don't know. I think, no, I think he was just a bad person. <laughs> not a bad person. Everyone's on a journey. Everyone's on a journey. I think he just like lost interest. I think you're giving too much credit. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> There's some bigger conspiracy, but or not. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh man. Well you, being such a married person, do you ever like miss dating or I don't know, are you happy just in that kind of marital state? We're like married AF. Like we're so married. <laughs> it's been I mean, we've been together for like 13 years. We met yeah. in high school. We've had ups and downs for sure, just like any yeah. other relationship. I don't believe there's like a perfect marriage, you know, that's not a thing. Even if it's people that look extremely happy and complete on social media, because anyone can do that, right? Anyone can pick the best photos and the best family portraits, but everyone has struggles deep down. And it's kind of the reason why I wanted to have this podcast to kind of invite people to share what's underneath the surface and not just what we make ourselves look out to be in public, of course, because anyone can see that. That's no mystery. I can see how you act at work or when you're with friends that you want to have a certain demeanor or personality about you. But I would really want to get down to the personal and those nuance and tough subjects to talk about. So yeah, it's been marriage is a journey and it's really difficult. It's like the hardest thing ever. I'm not going to sugarcoat it at all, but it's so worth it. And it's like, I feel like I had this realization that if the difference between dating and being married is when you're dating, like you said, everyone has that initial spark that shiny object syndrome where you're like, oh my God, this person's perfect. They're beautiful. They're successful, whatever we get along. But then eventually you're going to find problems sooner or later, either in yourself or the person that you're dating. And these problems are not going to stop. They're going to keep coming. But when you're dating, it's easy to, I guess, ghost or break it off maturely, which is what I recommend. (laughs) And then going on to the next person. But like like you said perfectly earlier, you're going to find a problem in that next shiny object also. And the difference with marriage is that you're going to find issues with your partner and you're, you're with each other as a couple, you're going to run into problems. But the only difference is that instead of choosing to move on to the next, you both choose to work on it together. Yeah. So it doesn't ever get easier. It doesn't. You just have to choose. You have to have the intention to choose to stay and work on the problems with your partner. And 
It's the same with dating. You're going to find problems in whoever you're dating, no matter who it is. If you have the idea of, oh, the next person is going to be perfect. The next person is going to be maybe not perfect, but slightly better than the other person. And part of that is true, but you're always going to find issues and differences in whoever it is that you're pursuing, including the person you're married to. It's just, that's just how it is. People are not the same constantly. We're always changing. People are always changing and growing and we're not stagnant people. So you're always going to run into issues, but marriage is just choosing to stay along for it, basically. That's a really good way to put. I know I often wonder, I'm like, what's harder dating or marriage? I kind of think marriage is, I don't know, from what I like hear, do you ever get just like, I ask all my like, my couple friends this like do you ever just get like sick of being on the same person like 24 7 I mean I know you, you both work as sub I like I would <laughs> mm, I think uh, you definitely need to have time aside for yourself I don't believe in this dependency where you're just so codependent on each other that you're always with each other constantly like you go to the store they're with you they have to go somewhere you drop them off and you pick them up and you're always together that's lovely and all but I do believe that there's you definitely need time because like you said you're both individuals who are independent people that survive on their own regardless or not if they have a partner so they still have to have interests and hobbies or jobs or friends that take that pressure off of what their partner can provide. And again, I'll be the first to tell you that I'm not an expert in marriage and we don't have a perfect marriage, but you are actively choosing to basically survive the wind with your partner. And a lot of that goes to us having jobs. We work at different places. It's actually always been my dream dream for us to work together so we can carpool. And I think it would be so convenient. (laughs) But there's other friends of mine that are like, oh, God, no, I would hate to work with my partner. Like, like, no, I'd rather rather work in different companies or different buildings. But that time gives you that allowance to to, to have that time away from your partner and to actually help you miss them. Because if you're constantly together, you forget what it is like to miss that person. And if you're, especially if you're having a bad day with your partner or you had an argument, then work is actually an escape from that for you to not constantly be in a negative state either. And then I'm all for having close friends. Like I've never been, I mean, I started dating my husband very young when we were in high school and I saw friends of mine that would get a boyfriend and then like drop all their friends. Yeah. I've been on the end of that or I'm the friend dropped and it's a, it's not a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah, And I've never been the type to do that. I've always been like, well, if we're friends, we're always going to be friends unless like there's falling out or something, but I wouldn't just ignore my friends because I started dating someone. Like there's always room to to keep your relationships with other people, even though you're you're starting a new one. Mm-hmm. And I see some people doing that and it just doesn't sit well with me. And you don't want to do that because what if it doesn't work out with the person that you're dating or that you're married to, and this person was 100% your life and everything you dedicated your time with, and what if it's something happens and it doesn't work out, then where are the other people that you could lean on? So that's my biggest tip is don't ever drop your friends and your family and the people that have supported you in the past just because you're trying to pursue a new relationship. 
And if that person is damaging to the close relationships you've built already, then maybe that's telling something too. And that's a red flag. Yeah. You hear that everyone? Don't drop your friends. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think that's really greatly stated. And like there's room for balance and room for everyone. I think maybe you spend need to spend less time with your friends in order to make room for this new relationship, but to completely drop them. It's not cool, man. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> but I'm glad you're happy. I think that separation super. That's, that's great that you have that. I think that's super important too. Yeah, that's true. And, but not so much where it's like long distance separation <laughs> that, yeah, that I haven't, yeah, I haven't dealt with that. Luckily the longest we've been apart is like three months. When I was um, back home in China, and this was during high school too, I was home for a summer and I was gone for three months and that was rough. And I was like toward the beginning of our relationship. But ever since then, it would just be maybe two or three weeks at a time if one of us uh, is working out of town or going on a solo trip. So I'm so fortunate that I haven't had to deal with that. But I have a lot of friends that are dating people in the military, for example, and they have no choice but to be apart or if not move completely with them and completely uplift their whole life and job to move with the partner. So that's a whole nother issue and one I do not have experience with. And I really feel very kindred and sorry for people that have to deal with long distance relationships. Yeah, I cannot. I've never been one either. That just sounds so tough. So whoever's doing that, God bless you. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So, uh, oh, and then earlier you talked about your one friend that goes on lunch and dinner dates <laughs> and they never have to buy groceries. And Shoot. I remember you asked me this question before too. You were like, oh, we got coffee, but the guy didn't offer to pay for my coffee. Oh. And then you were like, is that okay? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> have you gotten any more knowledge about what's the standard protocol about paying? Protocol. So we want to talk about again with a different guy. He didn't pay for my coffee. And okay, listen, I have a job. I do fine. I can pay for my own coffee. But if someone like is asking me out, to me, it's like they're asking you out to go to coffee. And it's the gesture. I think, especially in the South and in Texas, like it's kind of tradition, which I find it nice when a guy offers to pay. Like I don't have a problem paying, but like I just like it's the gesture. And of course, I believe in you know equal and like I should not pay for everything all the time, but like. On a very first day, and I, I surveyed my my guy friends, are like, "What? He didn't pay?" So I think it's, I guess, it's an individual preference. But I, a lot of my guy friends agree that like a guy should pay, like at least on the first date, and that's why like, I mean, it's a cup of coffee. It's not that not that bad. And wait, what was your question? I'm sorry, I just kind of went just on what that. is the the standard, oh, protocol? Yeah. yeah, what's expected now and what's accepted as far as girls and guys paying like, for the I first think- date. If I ask them out, I mean, like, no, like, I'll, I'll offer to pay sometimes. I prefer it if a guy would offer to pay, at least like on the first day, because I think it's the gesture. But I think some girls, like my one friend, which like, I would never want that. Like, you know, I would just want everything, everything's equal, which is like, you know, fine. But like, I mean, if we get into relationships, it's going to be, I pay for this, you pay for that. So I don't think I just pay. I don't know. But I think, I think it's not, there's no quote unquote protocol. I think it's a really individual preference, but did not go on a second date with either of those two guys. So I'll say that. No, that guy, the first guy, he actually, I mean, he the one who catfished me on his age. He was a lot uh, older than he said he was. I normally don't go for like old, old guys. No, that sounds really creepy. Anyway, he like, I was halfway through my, I got a tea, not a coffee. And he's like, okay, are you done? The date was like 45 minutes long. And then I was like, I, I'm like, I guess so. Even though I had like half of my tea left. So 
clearly, I mean, I guess he just wanted to not waste anyone's time. So that was one abrupt ending. But yeah, I think it's just everyone's, I guess everyone's different. If you interview someone else, you'll get a different, different perspective. Okay. But you wouldn't count it against them if they didn't offer to pay for the meal? Mm, on the first date, I would. Yeah. Personally, that's my personal preference. That's fair. I think that's one of those subjects where it really is not to agreed upon. So yeah. I think everyone's different. Yeah. I think everyone is different. Yeah. But I understand a little more. Thanks for sharing your insight. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully some of the viewers can also let us know, comment or tweet us and let us know what you personally consider is acceptable. <laughs> and I think also like money is such a sensitive topic for everyone. And I think it's like the root of a lot of marital issues too. I think it's like the most common, I think finances, but of course it's going to depend on how much is like when you get into a relationship, how much does he make? How much do you make? You know, what's your budget? What's your lifestyle? Like, I mean, if he has if he does have like a much higher salary and he's willing and able to pay, like, you know, why not? But if, you know, the woman wants to pay, like whoever wants to, whoever wants to pay should pay basically. But I think it just, when you kind of get into dating so much, it's a conversation you need to have with them. But I don't think one person should pay for everything. No. So that doesn't seem right. Yeah, definitely. There's some people that might want to like, oh, I should take care of everything. And I don't know why they would offer that or why the other person would accept. But I also agree, like things should be mostly evenly split. It doesn't have to be like down to the penny. But for the most part, I feel like that ensures that you have the most fairness in the relationship. That way it's not kind of like weird, like guilt. I don't know if that's the right word, but like just weird, I don't know, differences in like how. Power struggles. Exactly. Like, oh, well, I paid for this. No one's ever said that to me, but I could see that happening. Like, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Well, I hope you keep us updated on your dating journeys and you have some good luck going forward, going forward your way. This is your year. Everything's coming together in your life and you're building an empire and hopefully you find a partner that can compliment you. I am building an empire. And thank you, Roxy. Yeah. Someone said that 2022 is the year for love. So I'm going to cross my fingers, but if not, it's okay. It's okay. So letting it go, but yeah, I'll just keep listening to your podcast. And then the other one, which I love listening to, which called, can I say it? Yes, Valerie is going to hook everyone up with what she thinks will add some joy and benefit into your life. Go for it. So I think I introduced Roxy to this podcast. It's called Just Break Up. It's like a very popular podcast now. It's about three years old. It's with Sam and Sierra and I should tag them for sure. But they're just like two people and they're just so genuine and they're both, they're both English majors. They always talk about that. And they do, they read these like letters from people who are like kind of struggling with relationships, either like, you know, romantic or even like friendship or family. And they kind of dissect about how to handle these struggles. And they just claim like, you know, we're not professionals. We're people giving like unsolicited relationship advice, but they really give good advice about like doing the head and heart work towards like healing. And they're just like seeing your partner in a different way and communication styles. And I just recommend everyone like listening to it. Everyone should listen to it. Start from the beginning or you can just jump in. It doesn't need to be sequential, but have you found a lot of answers or I guess are good things about listening to it? I really enjoy it. Yeah, I really, I'm so glad you recommended me to that podcast. I personally recommend this to a lot of people as well. Usually my girlfriends that are telling me about their dating struggles or I'm like, you need to listen to this. And then sometimes I don't do it. And I'm like, have you listened? 
Exactly. exactly. I told you to download it, listen to it when you're driving and they still don't listen. And I'm like, you are missing out. You need to listen to this. (laughs) But I love Sam and Sierra. They're two best friends. Yeah. They always talk about how they're English majors and Gemini's, which is why they're (laughs) the way they are. (laughs) And I just love what they stand for and what they do for the LGBTQ community. And they're just really hilarious people to listen to. So even though I'm married and they say on there too, that their relationship advice is more for, I guess, like single people, but they do have some episodes where someone who's married writes in. So they will try to give advice on that. One of them is married. The other one, I think, is the other one engaged? They're both married now. They're both married. uh, I haven't caught up in some of the (laughs) new episodes. But yeah, they're they're actually now they're both engaged, I guess. When they started the episode, they started the podcast, neither of them were. And now they're both married. So they have some advice to offer even for married folks. So I, I encourage everyone pretty much to listen to it. And it's funny, they always joke that they have like all these female listeners and then they have like 12 male listeners. <laughs> I'm sure they have more, more males. I'm sure more. Yeah. Males. I'm sure they have more now, but yeah, they're just really entertaining to listen to. So. And it's just like, feel good too. It's like, you are enough. You are worthy. It's like very like motivating, you know, even if you're like, you know, like, I don't think, I think like, you know, happiness is internal and you shouldn't like rely on a person to make you happy. And like, I think from hearing that podcast, a lot of unhappiness can like come out of some relationships. So I think like whether you're single or whether you're, in a relationship that doesn't like dictate happiness so I, it's, it's just like it's giving me a different perspective it's like just because you like oh yeah i want a relationship it's like but do you know what that entails because that's going to come with its own host of problems so it's made me really like happy and grateful to be single in this stage of my life that's true that's definitely yeah. true sometimes you don't want a relationship you might yeah. think you want it but do you really exactly everything exactly. that it entails Yeah, and I just love how every episode is focused on a real person's letters. So you're actually getting down with other people's problems. (laughs) OPP. You're actually listening to other people's problems. So that can be kind of like, what's the word when it's like therapeutic? Yeah, I guess therapeutic and not nostalgic. What's the word I'm thinking of? Like it resonates with you? Yes. Well, while you think, I'll just say, yeah, I think even if it doesn't, it's not like, I mean, the circumstances are pretty, pretty odd, but I think you can relate, not odd. They're very specific. And even if you don't, you're not in that certain specific position or situation, there's, there's still a good takeaway, I think, that you can get from it. Because they, they spend like 20 minutes on each letter. They really get into it. So there's always like some nuggets of information that I pick up. So I don't, I'm not sure which word you that word. I thought of it. It's cathartic. <laughs> there we go. There we go. There I was go. like, not nostalgic, but it rhymes with it. Sounds like it. it Clearly not an English major. <laughs> but yeah, sometimes it can be cathartic just listening to other people that have issues similar to yours, even if yeah. you don't get the exact answer you're, you're wanting. But yeah, thanks for recommending that. Hook you up to everyone, Val. Yeah, thanks for asking me to come on here and talk about my woes and stuff. Um, <laughs> it was a blast. You're welcome back anytime. Awesome, thanks. Oh yeah, my Instagram is Valerie underscore Della underscore Longa. You can chat more on there. But yeah, so nice. Thank you again for having me, Roxy. And hope you're really happy in your marriage and your life and your podcast and everything else. Thanks so much. I always feel supported by you. I hope you have a great rest of 2022. Yes, ma'am. You too. All right. Talk to you later. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. For ways to support the podcast, please tap on the bio link in my Instagram page at mfmppod. Consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash mfmp. In addition to helping me keep the show on air, you'll also receive access to exclusive content and other patron-only perks. Till next time!